Hi, this is Christian Sadaspin, creator of PC Weenies. You're listening to OWC Radio, episode number 26. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson, and this is OWC Radio number 26. And, hey, we'd really appreciate your feedback. However you want to send it, email. You can send a standard email. You could send audio feedback. Hey, I'll even accept carrier pigeon. Just let me know, and I'll crack the window open. The email address is podcast at maxsales.com, or you can call our phone number and leave a message there. It's 1-801-938-5559. That's only for comments on the show. If you've got a question for other world computing that is not the number to call so anyways i am tim robertson like i said this is episode 26 i've got krishna here with me hey dude hey man how's it going good so we've known each other for uh gosh what it's got to be 13 years now something like that something like that when you're having fun so you are the creator of the pc weenies i thought it would be really cool to have you on the show plus you're doing some uh, stuff with owc i thought we'd talk about that a little bit Okay. But before we get into all that, let's back up in time. How did the PC Weenies get started? Wow. PC Weenies got started back in 1998 when uh, I was feeling bored, feeling inspired. Uh, I was the only Mac guy in my uh, office area, and I wanted to make comics. So I decided to go ahead and uh, make comics poking fun of technology, specifically PCs. Uh, the, the comic has kind of like uh, grown beyond that, though, but I still take jabs when I find them. But even when you took jabs back then, because, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure, I remember reading them back then. In fact, uh, I was the publisher of My Mac Magazine. We actually ran some of your earlier comics way back in the day, pre-2000, I remember. Right. And, uh, but even your jokes were always in, you know, good spirits. It was never nasty. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to have fun with it. And the whole idea with the comic is, you know, I, I want people to take their, uh, you know, digital lives a little less seriously. You know, there's <laughs> there's more to life than computers is is the uh, the theme that I keep trying to hit with the comic. How, what kind of feedback did you get early on? Well, uh, the first feedback that I got was from some, uh, I think it was it's just some random person on the Internet. And they they saw the first comic up on the web. They're like, hey, when's the next one coming out? And at that point, I hadn't really even considered the idea of regularly publishing comics. It just uh, kind of snowballed from there. So, you know, you've got a cast of characters now and that seems to have grown over the years. How many regular characters are appearing in the strip now? We've got about four regular characters. We've got Bob, who's the central uh, protagonist of the series. Then we've got Grandpa. Uh, Augustus Wiener, who's his dad, and uh, we've got Bob's family, his wife Pam, and their precocious 10-year-old Milton. He's still 10 years old. Shouldn't he be older by now? <laughs> well, he's kind of bumped up, but you know, time moves very slowly in a comic universe. Yeah, really. There's comic books where Peter Parker's still in high school, and geez, right. he's been there since, what, the 1960s? I know. He, he, he's kind of slow on the uptake, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we can't all mature fast, right? Right. <laughs> so, what was the inspiration behind the characters themselves? I mean, was do the characters actually relate to an actual person in real life that you knew, or is it kind of a, a amalgam, amalgamation? Boy, I can't talk today of different people that you knew. 
Um, yes and no. Actually, Bob, uh, the inspiration for Bob came from one of my uh, colleagues in college. He kind of resembled Bob a little bit. He, he, had, he had a full head of hair, but uh, he had similarly shaped glasses and kind of on the chubby side. And uh, he's probably going to kill me after he hears this podcast. But uh, <laughs> So well, actually, he, no. he hasn't we, known all this time? Well, well, I haven't kept in touch with him too much. And I'm, I don't know if he really even reads the comic or not, but... Uh, you know, it, it was inspired by my friend John, and uh, he, he's kind of become the uh, uh, the uh, the face of computing as, <laughs> as we know it. I know how that is all too well, because I gotta I gotta say I know people just like Bob uh, throughout my IT career and uh, publishing, and I mean I've known people that act just like Bob, and a lot of times when I'm reading your strip, I'm like, wow, he, he must know the same people I do. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of people like Bob, and uh, you just you just have to walk into uh, any CompUSA or any Best Buy or uh, any place where electronics are are uh, favored, and you'll you'll hear that person, that Bob person, and that squeaky voice harassing the person at the counter. What were the tools that you used way back in the day to to get these comics onto the computer and colorize and all that? Well, when I first started, actually, uh, everything was done 100% digitally, and I was learning how to use Photoshop, learning how to use a tablet. Really, at that point, uh, hadn't done much digital illustration, and, and the very first strips that uh, are no longer online, but uh, at some point I plan on putting those, them back up. They were all done digitally. Then I flirted with the idea of actually drawing everything in pencil and then uh, doing the inks digitally and doing the, uh, the text and the colors in Photoshop. And I've now gone back full circle to where everything is uh, drawn 100% digitally. Is it easier to work from digital to digital, or is it was it just I, I'm more comfortable with the digital? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I found it uh, after working with a tablet for about you know 11, 12 years. It's just the way that I think now. Um, there are some things that I would like to be able to do that the tablet doesn't quite do yet, which is allow me to take a lot of very uh, draw very organic round shapes like circles but uh, and that's one of the reasons why I'm actually considering getting a Cintiq because uh, that tactile feeling of being able to see what you're drawing because it's kind of like I'm playing a video game when I'm drawing with a tablet right. I'm looking at the screen and my hands are moving on the tablet have you ever thought of the uh, the mod book that uh, Max Sales actually sells Oh, yeah, I've lusted after one of those as well. I've uh, got to play with one in person at the Macworld Expo, and I was always impressed with it. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds exactly like, I mean, you're literally drawing on the screen, and it's not a monitor that's, you know, because no one can draw on a monitor when it's, you know, parallel to you. Right. You, you need it down on the table and looking at it, so that would probably be uh, exactly what you're looking for long term anyways. Yeah, I'd love to test one out to see uh, to see how that actually feels. But, you know, my only concern is if it's something that you're going to use as part of your production, you have to stay on top of the technology, i.e., in three years you're going to have to buy a new one. Right. So there's another expense there. Yeah, but the same can hold true for, like, the Cintiq as well, I mean, because things change. But I, I think that technology is pretty darn good for drawing on the screen right now. I'd say that if... if um, a mod book with the latest MacBook Pro were to be at, I think it should be more than adequate. I mean, oh yeah, I, I use my tablets forever, and I, I I've only started recently upgrading new tablets uh, as they get announced, and that's just because I'm able to sell the old ones and and they still hold their value pretty well. 
Where do you get a lot of the inspiration for your strips? Are you reading tech news sites and you get them from there, or is it more everyday stuff that you're looking at? Um, actually, tech news sites are where I usually start, uh, but I always keep my uh, radar open to you know friends and people that are talking about technology because that sometimes uh, results in you know a strip or two. Are you real tight with other comic strip artists? Tight, um, yeah, virtually speaking, yeah. I suppose. I mean, like in Tampa, I haven't really run across uh, too many cartoonists, so it's been kind of isolating that wise uh, that way. But um, you know, I've got a I've got a network of cartoonists that I chat with on Twitter, and uh, I've been on a couple of podcasts, uh, you know, the Art and Story podcast, and a few other things like that that uh, that keep me feeling like you know I'm part of a group. What made you think you could do this to begin with? I mean, there's a uh, lot of people out there who think, oh, I might be able to do that. But you're someone that actually just, you went and did it, and you've been doing it now for years and years and 12 years that it's been running. It's just addiction, I guess, Tim. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. My wife rolls her eyes sometimes. She's like, golly, it's like, I don't know what you see in that comic. But, you know, she's supportive and stuff. But, uh, you know, well, you, you, have piece- to be some, you have to be somewhat committed to do this thing. Now, did you know your wife before you started the comic strip or after? Before. Okay, so she knew you before, and then she knows the the cartoon junkie who's shaking in the corner trying to reach the the, the computer mouse and <laughs> having withdrawal symptoms. And Yeah, I think she's come to terms with it after uh, eight years of marriage. I think she's finally realized that it's a hopeless war to try to get me off the computer. Yeah, well, that's kind of the case with uh, any of us tech pundits, right? Right. Now, you recently had a baby. Well, not you personally, I mean... That that would be a story. That would be a story. <laughs> but your wife did. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's about two years old now. Yeah. Not my wife, my daughter. Your daughter, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, otherwise that would be another story. That could be another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, her name is Sonia, and she's two and a half, and uh, she's quite adept with technology herself, and... Uh, it's great. It's great to see her grow up in an age where she's surrounded by this stuff, you know? Well, you know, it's funny because I, the, one of the main reasons I remembered that was because um, she was born right around the same age as my youngest son. My mm-hmm. youngest son, like I've got more than one son. Uh, <laughs> my youngest, I should say, my son. And um, I was I was thinking about the same thing, that the way they're going to grow up with technology is totally different than the way we did. I mean, my son right now wants to go up to the television and swipe it to change the channel because he's used to doing that on the iPhone and the iPod Touch. Wow, that's cool. And uh, it, it, it's hard to explain to him, no, you can't do that. My mm-hmm. six-year-old thinks that if you're in the car, you can hear any song you want at any time you want. She doesn't mm-hmm. understand the concept of radio. Oh, oh, Daddy, I like that song. Play it again. Well, that was on the radio. I know. Play it again. No, that, it wasn't on the iPhone, honey. That was the radio. And she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Right. It's it's right. music. It's you're just I can listen to it again. Yeah, we live in an age of like uh, instant gratification, right? And the kids are already they're they're pretty much self conditioned to that right now. They can pretty much download whatever they want. They can uh, buy something instantly. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing. Are you facing away from the microphone again? Oh, I'm sorry. See, yeah. I got I got him there, folks. <laughs> you got me. Here here's a question for you: the PC Weenies app. I'd where, love to make where one. Where is it? We need one. 
I need to make one. Maybe maybe an enterprising uh, individual that's listening yeah. to uh, OWC Radio can potentially drop me a line and help me out. Well, you know, there was a big controversy not too uh, long ago, a couple, a matter of weeks actually as we record this, that Apple rejected a comic app that was kind of political satire. Mm-hmm. As someone that creates original art like you, does that worry you at all? To have a gatekeeper like Apple saying, no, we're not going to put this in here? It does, especially since, you know, there's not really any uh, clear demarcation as far as what actually gets into the App Store and what doesn't. I mean, there's no set of rules outside of the usual, like, no, you know, uh, adult-related things and that type of stuff. But, I mean, it seems like Apple's police is a little bit more fickle than that. They just kind of decide whenever they want to, like, oh, this app's not going to get in or this app's going to get in. And I, I really don't like that. I think you're... 100% 100% correct. I don't like it either, but by the same token, I don't want the Wild West. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's just willy-nilly, you, anybody can release anything, I think it loses its value at that point, doesn't it? Right. I mean, it should be pretty much like a, you know a retail store. I mean, you, you can have access to uh, whatever you want. And but you can't. You can't. No. Yeah. Well, no, you can't in a retail store either. I mean, you can go into Walmart, but they're not going to sell you porn. Well, that's true. That's true. And they're also not going to sell uh, Kmart-branded items. They're not going to have the Martha Stewart collection because that's only available at Kmart. It's kind of the right. same thing with you know the Android Marketplace, the App Store. Um, I, I don't see it as any different than those, but I don't know. Everyone c- keeps coming back to, well, I should just be able to buy whatever I want for it. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that's – you know. That's something that I would would advocate. At least, you know, it should be a quality app. It should be tested and, and, you know, someone at Apple or someone outside of Apple should be going ahead and kind of screening it. Maybe like a third-party organization that actually screens these apps with some concrete standards as far as what you can expect and what you you shouldn't expect with... uh, Yeah, when there's a guideline, but we don't know what the guideline is, I think that's where the problem is. Yeah, it's like a moving target. One day Apple decides that, hey, you know, we don't want to go ahead and have uh, games that have little circular characters with square eyes or something. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's pretty crazy. Now, what about an EPUB? Because, uh, and I've experimented, I've talked about this on past shows, that if, uh, say, for instance, you've got a PDF and you want to look at it on your iPad, if mm-hmm. you convert that using a free program like Stanza to the EPUB format, drop it into iTunes, it opens in the iBook app. Now, what about uh, a PC Weenie's ebook that people would have to uh, buy, you know, for a fair price online? Mm-hmm. They get a zip file with the EPUB inside. They open it, drop it into iTunes, and now there's a, a best of or a year one, year two, that sort of thing. I think that's really cool. I mean, since I don't have an iPad, I can't really, like, test any of this oh, stuff out. interview's but... over. Oh, he doesn't even have an iPad. Come on. No. <laughs> I'm like the only one. <laughs> Are you itching to get one? I would love to get one. Yeah. I really would love to get one. Yeah. I think that it's a perfect what's the word I'm looking for? Medium for what you're doing and and for comics and reading. I think it's perfect for that. It's intimate, uh, especially your stuff if if you had an EPUB that was say 50 pages. That's perfect for someone waiting in a line at the bank or waiting yep. in line at McDonald's. You know, they can sit there and browse 10 pages while they're waiting. And that's a good point. One of the things I'd like to do if I do make an EPUB is to actually give readers kind of a behind the scenes 
uh, on various comics and things like that that they wouldn't ordinarily get just by visiting the website. So I think I would owe that to my readers because you can read my content for free online. Right. You want value uh, added for the paid content. Right. And I'm also selling a book, uh, a hard copy uh, book as well. So I'd like to be able to differentiate the two products so that someone who has the book, for example, may want to double dip and go ahead and get the actual EPUB because it has some interesting stuff that wasn't present in the book. So where are you going to find the book at? If, I, if I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, I, I got to go check out that book. I want to buy it. Where do I go? Well, you can order them through me at uh, PCWinnies.com. There should be a, a banner up at the very top of the site that says uh, Purchase Rebootus Maximus. That's the name of the first volume. Which is awesome, and, by the way. Uh, and you can get it for uh, 20 bucks, Which is actually a really good price for what you're getting. Yep, tears of my life down to twenty bucks doesn't get any better than that, folks. <laughs> we have to figure out what that comes to an hour. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not much. It's not much, absolutely. <laughs> so, does the does the rampant theft online of content scare you at all when you look at something like maybe ebook publishing? Yeah, it does, and uh, you know. I know that that's what a lot of media folks are, are, are thinking about their content too. But I mean, I figure that most people, about seventy percent, are fairly legitimate about buying stuff. There's the thirty percent that's going to pirate it anyway, no matter what you do. And they wouldn't I mean, have bought it anyways. Right? They wouldn't have bought it anyway. So I don't know. I mean, it's an argument that goes back and forth. I like to buy and support folks that are doing really good stuff. Yeah. And, um, but there's just something to be said for try before you buy. Yeah, there is. Because you buy that, something that you don't like, you get burned because it's crap and you just spent, you know, $15 for something, you're yeah. going to be a lot less likely next time to pick it up. Right. And that's why I like things like shareware or iTunes where you can listen to a 30-second preview. Yeah, there you go. So, I know you're going to be doing some stuff with Otherworld Computing. Um, in fact, I got an early look at some banners. What's going on with the banners because I thought they were really cool. Oh, thank you. Um, the banners are basically going to be on the PC Winnie's site. OWC has uh, teamed up with PC Winnie's to uh, to kind of uh, let my audiences uh, know about what uh, what OWC offers. Uh, as a customer of OWC, I've uh, purchased things from them for many years, and I just wanted to be able to have a partnership to where I can share that with my readers. It's hard to find a partner sometimes that sells products that you like and that you have no problem advertising for mm-hmm. because that's not always the case, is it? Right. I mean, normally uh, I've been approached by other folks and other companies with regards to sponsorships and with regards to buying ads. And I have to look at my brand as well and I have to be very protective of it. And I know that OWC is a very trustworthy brand. Uh, I've bought several things from OWC uh, in the past. I've known about OWC since 1988 when they were actually selling stuff for the Apple II GS. <laughs> and uh, so I know that the company's been around for a long time, and they've always done me very, very well. I'm with so, you. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, started working with them myself unless they had, you know, it, unless they were who they were, because it, that's what it really comes down to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of companies with a lot of money out there, but you want one that you could kind of have uh, respect for you like their products you know they're going to be behind whatever you do and whatever you say as far as honesty and integrity and that's not always easy to find exactly and so i've I've been very picky about it i mean i've been doing this for almost 12 years now and i've never had a sponsor before owc is the very first company that's actually sponsoring my strips and i feel very honored to have them on board and i think it's going to be a really good partnership i heard something about blog posts 
Yeah, writing? I'll actually be uh, writing some reviews. Uh, OWC is actually going to be giving me products to review after I finish reviewing them. Of course, I'm going to go ahead and send them back. But as a way of kind of um, sharing the process of uh, you know uh, various OWC and newer technology products, uh, I'll be kind of field testing them at home and letting my readers know uh, the details about uh, some of these products, and hopefully uh, they'll find something that they like too. Awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so what else wait. is going on with the PC Weenies lately? Well, the book came out last August. It's been doing really, really well. And I'm um, hitting the convention circuit uh, this year. I'll be going to uh, Kids Read Comics in Michigan uh, on June 11th. I'll be going to uh, the Up Fair, which is in November. I'm going to go to Web Comics Weekend. So I plan on really getting out there to meet my audience. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. Do you get a lot of so- feedback on the strip still? I do, I do. Um, the, the last strip, the Facebook strip that should be up right now, uh, if people are listening to this on a, on a Monday, is getting some huge response. Uh, it's the one about uh, Mark Zuckerberg ah. declaring that privacy, uh, you know, declaring that basically that uh, there's no such thing as privacy. And uh, you got to read the strip to kind of uh, to, to to get a sense of how I tackle that particular standpoint but uh it's it's been met with a huge huge wave of traffic today have you got feedback from anybody that you've uh taken a shot at in the past yeah john c dwarvach really yeah he uh this is a long time ago this is this was probably i think in 2003 or 2004 but i wrote a comic that wasn't very flattering to tech pundits in general and uh specifically targeting john uh because you know he he's He's a cantankerous guy, and I just like to mess with him. I think a lot of that is an act, though. I think so, too. And uh, so he, he called me out, and he just – I was really surprised at the four-letter words that he used in his blog post or <laughs> in the comments field. So that was my only brush with, uh, with, uh, with someone like that. But everyone else has been really cool. Like I've had Victor Cahiao from the typical Mac user on various comics. He's paid for his appearances, and uh, every year it's kind of an annual thing where he shows up and um, – he wants to be a guest star. He wants to actually have a chance to appear in a PC Winnie's comic. And uh, that's open to everyone, everybody, by the way. Uh, you can appear in a guest comic for only 20 bucks. And, um, you know, most people have been really good sports about it. I'm going to have to do that. You should. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. Absolutely. Victor's a good guy, though, and he's almost a comic book character in real life. Oh, yeah. He, and he's a great sport, too. That's, that's why uh, I love doing guest appearances with Victor on. Have you met Victor in person? Not yet. No? Well, Do you ever get up to the Backworld Expo? No. I, in fact, uh, I, I was uh, reading the, the post about Macworld, Macworld Expo and uh, saw that uh, Victor was actually doing one of the presentations. You were actually uh, one of the MCs, I believe, right? Uh, I was the I, I did um, the last show on the main stage on the last day. Okay. So basically when the union guys are coming in ripping off booths, I was on the main stage. and Yeah. <laughs> I had Victor I, on that show, though. A whole bunch of people. Yeah. I saw that, and uh, I saw the video of it and everything, too, and I think it's a really cool thing. And, hey, who knows? If I can uh, if I can get some sponsorship, I'd love to be able to go out to Macworld Expo. That'd be great. It's fun. I think you'd have a good time. Now, you've been a Mac user, an Apple user, really, even before the Mac for a long, long time now. Have you yeah. ever been tempted to go over to the dark side? Uh, briefly, I flirted with the dark side when I was studying in electric- as an electrical engineering student, and uh, that's just because everything back then, this was uh, roughly 1992 to 1997, I was using PCs just because the software PSpice was only available on PCs, but 
ever since 1996, I've been back on the Mac and uh, no looking back. What we're going to do here towards the end of the show is we're going to do a this or that. It's a series of five questions. Um, I'll present to you, say, white or black, and you'll say black because your car is black. Um, but there's no right or wrong answers. Four of them will be tech-related. One of them will not be tech-related. And we'll do that okay. here in a little bit. But first, I understand you went to the movies today, but more importantly, something nasty happened afterwards. Yeah, I went to see uh, Kick-Ass and uh, ended up getting uh, rear-ended, no pun intended, <laughs> by a person that was on their cell phone while they were driving uh, and not paying attention. So, uh, What are you going to do, though? I mean... Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I talk on my phone occasionally while I'm driving, but I try not to because it is distracting, um, and I just feel like an idiot when I'm doing it driving down the road. And I, I feel like everyone's looking at me, going, "Dude, just pay attention to the road, okay?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've never even come close to hitting someone. I can't imagine. I you had to have handled it a lot more diplomatically than I think I would have if somebody was yakking on their cell phone and ran into me. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was caught kind of by surprise, but, uh, you know, I had that whole adrenaline from the movie going, so uh, I was able to, to, shake, <laughs> to, shake, sh- to shake things up a bit. And uh, Good thing you weren't watching Rocky or something. Right. <laughs> or Rambo. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that could have been bad. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, no one was hurt, and everything worked out in the, in the end, and uh, I've got fodder for my strips, so hey. Oh, really? Is this going to make it into the strip, you think? Probably. <laughs> is, that, is that the way your mind works now? Something happens and you think immediately, how can I work this into the strip? Yes, and that just tells you how sad of an individual I really am. <laughs> no, I think that's where people, very creative people, get their content from, real life. I mean, nothing is created in a void, and I don't think anybody's really doing anything original, uh, mm-hmm. or at least not very many people are. We're all doing something that's derivative of something else. Almost everything on television right now is derivative of something that came before. Same with comic strips, same with podcasts, same with movies. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. So sure. for you to to get in a car accident or have a car accident happen to you because somebody's on their cell phone, mm-hmm. well, A, it, that's a pr- pretty traumatic thing. I mean, your car was just, you know, hit. Uh, but he's on the cell phone, so there's that, that tech-related part. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, what do you think of how, – how do you relate this to – the strip. I mean, are you immediately thinking, is it Bob that gets hit, or is it Bob that's driving, or is it Grandpa that's updating his Twitter feed on his iPhone as he's driving and runs into someone? Well, actually, a few months ago, uh, on Bob's, uh, there was a storyline that I actually had a while back where Bob was uh, taking, uh, you know, going to uh, work. He was just uh, hired by Foodle, a company that rhymes with a certain search engine company that we're all familiar with. Uh-huh. And he happened to rear-end somebody else and uh, ended up having to hitchhike with. Uh, a, a truck driver by the name of Hitchhiker Stabber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not ominous at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this has happened to Bob, and he's the foil for all the, the klutzy things that people tend to do. I can see uh, a pretty good one. Just ran into someone. Next post. Walking to his car. Next post. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of it. You got to let me know when the, that particular one's out there, so I know that oh, this is the one related to what he got in the car accident. Oh, you'll know, Tim. You'll know. I'll know. <laughs> the watch. The other driver will be named Tim now. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing is uh, this or that. Like I said, it's a series of five questions. Are you ready? 
Sure, let's ooh. do it. Ooh, ha, 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 ha. Okay, the first one, Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Twitter, why Twitter? Twitter because uh, I feel like uh, I'm not going to get mobbed by, uh, well, Mafia Wars or Farmville. Well, you know, you can hide those, though. I mean, I got into a habit about, I don't know, six, seven months ago of hiding every one of those apps. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I, I don't see hardly anything on Facebook anymore <laughs> except for the actual posts from people or pictures that they're uploading. Yeah, I, I've turned it off by and large for most people. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something I, I like about Twitter. It's not as intrusive. I can go ahead and crowdsource and ask people questions. It's a great way to communicate with my readers. Um, and I find myself really not as social on Facebook. For whatever reason, it just feels like there are people that are following me that I'm friends with, but there are also folks that I don't really know too particularly well, but I think that they like the strip, so I've added them as friends. So I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, I just like Twitter. Yeah, I, I like them both myself. I, I, I don't know if I could pick one over the other. And I like mm-hmm. them for totally different reasons too, which is odd mm-hmm. because they're very similar. In fact, I think when you really look at Facebook, they're really trying to kind of be more Twitter-like, aren't they? That's true. I will say that Facebook has got a really, uh, you know, it's nice for my family to be able to keep mm-hmm. in touch with uh, because they're all on Facebook. So it's great to share photos and things like that. Family and school friends is what I I like most about uh, Facebook. But, of course, I've got friend feed kicking my Twitter posts over to my Facebook posts. Uh, so if I post something on Twitter, the people on Facebook see it. So a lot of times I'll write something on Twitter. Uh-huh. And, of course, it gets posted over to Facebook. And the people that I know there don't associate me with the tech world. So they're asking me questions. And I'm like, well, how do they know about this? And they oh, yeah, that's right, because of this, that, and the other. That's right. With, with all these social tools, Tim, it's really awesome because, like, for what we do, we both promote ourselves. And um, it's a great way to go ahead and use it as a, as a method of being really gen- genuine and kind of promoting yourself to your audience. I agree. Totally. All right. Next one, Google or Yahoo. Google. Or Foodle. <laughs> Probably not Foodle from, no. <laughs> from what I've seen of Foodle. But uh, Google, uh, you know, I think they're a company that kind of uh, they, they stay on the cutting edge. They don't really rest for too long. Yahoo, uh, the last time I fired up my Yahoo email account was probably, I think, in 2001 yeah. or 2002. Yeah, I mean, I just – I think the company's really dropped the ball, and I, I really hope that they do turn it around. But uh, – now, do you think that's as just as your account there, or search in general? I mean, do you do you use Flickr? I do use Flickr. Flickr, Yahoo. Yeah, that that is the one uh, one area of Yahoo that I still continue to use, and I, I really do like Flickr quite a bit. But you probably don't associate most of the time that it's owned by Yahoo, right? Yeah, it's because- just Flickr. Right. I just think of it as Flickr. I mean, there's a little bit of a Yahoo branding going on there. But outside of that, Tim, it's just, you know, Yahoo's pretty much dead to me. Yeah. Next one, laptop or desktop? I'm going to say desktop. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, I, I just like being able to have a 30-inch display, being able to have uh, eight processors, and uh, just, I don't know, I, I like working in my office. Um, it's, it's like my little sanctum, uh, santorium or whatever you call it. Um, I'll just call you Dr. Strange. Yeah. You can call me Dr. Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Last Uh, one of the tech ones, mm -hmm. shareware or freeware? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say freeware because I'm cheap. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I do like shareware if it's completely open shareware. In other words, there's nothing crippled about the software. Yep. And that I can make a donation if I use it. Because if I do use it more than a few times that I could see this working its way into my workflow, I'm more than happy to pay for it. Yep, same here. In fact, I just did that for uh, a program called Trash It, which securely deletes your trash can. Because I've noticed something really weird with Apple Mail. If I send an image via Apple Mail and attempt to say, uh, delete that uh, image off my hard drive, it does not let me delete the image until I've closed Apple Mail. Really? So for the cases where you really want to go ahead and delete the trash when some other program tends to be using it up, Trash It really rocks. And it's donationware. The guy uh, that uh, that developed Trash It uh, is only taking donations. And after using it about four or five times, I'm like, you know what? This is worth it. Here's five bucks. This is really saving myself uh, some time and frustration. This is a not a Mac-related one at all, and it's not quite a this or that because it's three of them. Oh, okay. NFL, NBA, or MLB? NFL because I'm partial to football. Yeah, me too. What's your team? Well, college-wise, you have to be the Tennessee Volunteers. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What about NFL? NFL would have to be the Bears. Oh, you had me at hello, but then you lost me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they're in the division that my Lions play in, so and my oh. Lions are so horrible that you know I I, I got to stick with my team. So, what is uh, your long term plans for the PC weenies before we wrap up here? I mean, do you have a kind of a goal in mind, or is it just kind of whatever happens happens? Uh, I take it by the seat of my pants. Whatever happens happens. I will say that I'm planning on working on another book which I hope to have a new book out every two years. So um, that's something that I've been actively thinking about. Um, I hope that you uh, seriously consider an EPUB because I would love to be able to take your work with me on the mm -hmm. iPad. I mean, that's to me, that would be the perfect place for me to read it. Mm -hmm. I've got the Wi-Fi version, so I'm not always connected to the Internet. So if it was something that I could buy, uh, $15 for you know the, the same hardcover one, but it's a little cheaper because it's electronic, Mm -hmm. and uh, just a, a PayPal button to buy it on your website, I would be all over that. Well, then I've got to make that happen. I've got to do it. So that's that's probably next on the docket, too, just to go ahead and get some version of uh, an electronic version of the book. Well, remember, okay. one million iPads have been sold now. I know. As we record. Isn't that amazing? Especially it's when you consider really amazing. only 200,000 uh, Newtons were ever sold. And also the fact that it's only been 28 days. It's been less than a month. That's crazy. So, do you think uh, yeah. this is going to continue, or do you think that's going to slow down? I think it's going to continue. So I think I. as more as more people continue to look at the iPad, they'll uh, they'll fall in love with it. I've seen only one in person. Uh, one of my students ended up bringing one in. I didn't have too much time to really play with it, but he did show it to me, and I was impressed. So uh, it's definitely on my radar of something to get later on. Where are the listeners going to go to find out more about you? They can find out about me at pcweenies.com. That's with two e's. And uh, I do an auto-bio strip that updates once a week called Uncubed, and that's at uncubethecomic.com. Of course, we will have some uh, posts from you pretty soon at the blog side of maxsales.com as well. Mm -hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter at PC Winnies. Cool beans. Hey, Christian, thanks a lot for being on the podcast this week. I appreciate it. Hey, Tim, thanks for having me. It's always awesome to talk to you. And we'll be back next week. I don't think we're going to have a guest next week. I'm going to do a, a long rant on astrology. Just kidding. 
Not really. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to scare everybody away. No, I won't do that. Although, you know, I, only because I don't know anything about astrology. <laughs> Tarot card reading, totally different story. So we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>